The freezing wind screams, the overcast sky blocking out every source of natural light. In a little village in Paris, the year is 1345. Other than the roaring wind, everything is still. Only the flickering candles in the windows show any signs of life and warmth. Fear encompasses the entire nation, everyone too afraid to come outside. Rats scurry through the filthy streets infested with fleas. Little do the fearful citizens know that those disgusting creatures are the cause of all their misery. A light snow starts falling, the only matter of beauty in this wretched town. A lone figure stumbles along a path through the city. His cloak is wrapped tightly around him, his scarf protecting his pale neck from the wind. A sinister black mask in the shape of an unearthly creature rests on his face. It looks like some sort of evil eagle hunting for prey. The man arrives at a small, dilapidated house and raps at the door. A frail-looking man opens it. He looks to be in his mid-twenties or early thirties. He quickly ushers the man with the mask inside and leads him upstairs. A woman around the same age as the frail man is lying on a bed, black spots covering her face. A small child appears to be sleeping in a cradle on the other side of the narrow room. A tiny whale escapes the lips of the baby. In the room, the only furniture is a single bed, which the woman is lying on, a cradle in which the baby is sleeping, and a nightstand. Scattered all around the room are paintings, sketches, broken clocks, and art supplies. The ceiling has a few leaks, and the wooden floors creak with every step. The only other sound than the rushing wind and the wailing baby is the constant drip, drip, drip of the water from the melting snow on the leaking ceiling into a tiny, rusted bucket. An oil lamp is held in the paint-stained hands of the frail man, casting shimmering, eerie shadows all over the room. The man with the mask approaches the sick woman very slowly. It's almost impossible to see his emotion through the creepy mask covering his features. For a second, fear flashes across his eyes, which are the only part of his face that is visible. But even that tiny show of unease is wiped from his steady gaze. Then he's telling the frail man that nothing will keep his wife from dying due to the black plague and that he should take the child and leave. The sounds of mourning and wailing blend together into an orchestra of pure sorrow. The dying woman holds a red baby rattle with delicate pink flowers painted on it to her lips and hands it to the baby girl. Tears roll down her black spotted cheeks. The frail man takes her hands in his, cherishing their last moments together. The doctor in the mask shakes his head at the grieving sight, wondering how this horrible illness came to rob so many families of their happiness. Breath forms in icy clouds, tears freezing the moment they meet the air. Other families are buried deep inside their homes, petrified to interact with the world. They can't put their loved ones' lives at risk. The frail man, whose name is Maurice, releases silent sobs as he trudges through the snow. A bag slung over his shoulder, his daughter wrapped in several blankets, all swaddled in his arms. He hates himself for leaving his wife but he had to save his child. 
Anger, sorrow, frustration, and plain grief all swirled through his mind, forming one big thought of confusion. He didn't want to abandon her. He didn't want to leave. But if he was going to save his daughter, he had to. No matter how many times he tries to convince himself he did the right thing, he can't stop drowning in the overwhelming amount of grief on his chest. Bodies lay thrown in a pit, hundreds piled on top of each other. They all have the same black bruises on their faces. Maurice stands at the top of the pit, looking into it. His eyes are glazed over, cheeks peak from the cold. He knows his wife will end up there very soon, but he can't stand the thought of her being chucked into it as if she was an animal and not a human being. He pulls his daughter closer to his chest, still wrapped in his arms. Shielding her innocent face from the terrifying sight, he turns away and heads in the opposite direction. One day, he knew his daughter would ask what happened to her mother. One day, he knew he could no longer hide it from her. One day, he knew he would have to tell her the truth. But today is not that day. That day, perhaps, may not come for years. And when it does, he most likely won't be prepared to relive the horror that took his wife from him forever. Many think this disease is black magic or a punishment for their sins. Some have even begun to believe it was caused by the Jews and have started to attack them. Thought to be sent from the devil or to be sent from God as judgment for what they've done, the Black Plague has struck fear in the heart of every single person. No one knows it is spread by the nasty rats that scurry down the streets and dig through the trash. Out of the 75 million people that live in Europe, only two-thirds would survive this overwhelming pandemic. The one-third that aren't so lucky will end up in the pit, like countless others. But what was thought to be the apocalypse ended very suddenly, around 1353. Caused by the filthy fleas, spread by the disgusting rats, the Black Death took the lives of so many people. The old and the young, the innocent and the guilty, the powerful and the weak, no one could escape it. It was impossible. But nothing is impossible for God who saves so many from this overwhelming terror.